Hey everybody, it's Christy Busher. I was blessed to have the opportunity to take part in the Ephesians series as a speaker. And I was also told that I could invite a guest to join me on the podcast to take a deeper look at this passage that I spoke on. And so I have invited my husband, Ryan, to come in and talk with me over the, the passage, which is Ephesians 5, 21 through 6, 9. So Ryan, I'll give you a chance to say hey and to maybe tell a little bit about us for people who may not know. Hi there, everybody. Uh, this is Ryan, and I uh, am glad to be here. And it, I'm kind of excited. This is neat. I've um, been married to Christy for 26 years. And we have uh, four great kids. We are uh, just watching them grow up and watching the years fly by. It seems, but uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a quite a journey so far. Yeah, twenty six years and mm-hmm. four kids. That yep. seems so crazy. I know that you have taken part in um, the Soma Bible study, which is awesome. So I'm going to start by asking you to read the first section. And I guess I should just pause and say for anybody who did not listen to the message. Um, in the message, it's kind of broken into three parts. And this this passage of scripture is broken into three parts in terms of this these things that they refer to as household codes. Um, it's broken into a section that talks about husbands and wives, and then parents and children. And then the passage talks about slaves and their masters. And we're going to put a little bit of a different spin on that. But I would like for you, first of all, Ryan, to read, the, read that first section, um, which is just verses 21 through 33. And then I'll ask you a question after that. How's that go? How's that sound? Yep. Okay. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present to and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Okay, awesome. So I mentioned the Soma Bible study that you've been doing over the past, gosh, several months or even a year, um, where you read the scripture and then you give observations. So I would love just to dig in. And I will say that in the message, I'm going to give some context around the time that this was written um, and what Paul meant to his specific audience at that time. So I, but I would love your observations and even maybe leaning towards what's it look like played out in today's world, but just in general, your observations about that section. Sure. Um, yeah. So going through this, the something that of course struck me, um, was just the first uh, verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. The, the idea of submitting to one another, 
Um, and then it goes on, wives submit to your husbands, husbands love your, your wives. So that idea of, of to me, it, it makes me think of mutual respect. Um, then I would say um, that another uh, thing that strikes me that in a big way would be husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Um, when you think of that and think of how Christ loves the church and loves us, and we think that's how we need to be loving our wife, that's a big statement um, to 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 know that we're not perfect. But you know, think of the things that come to mind when when you think about Christ loves us. Um, the obviously forgiveness and and the um, compassion, and just all of these things that come to mind. And then I think, am I displaying that towards my wife? And uh, so that really, um, really makes one stop and think when you see that phrase, as Christ loves the church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Like you mentioned, we have four kids, and so I think of Matt and Cassie and Cam and Ben and course, the three older ones are, correct me if I'm wrong, 24, 21, and 18, which is pretty crazy. And so, you know, hopefully in the next handful of years, um, some of them will get married. And so even thinking of one of our kids or just any other young couple, um, what advice or encouragement would you give them surrounding this? Because as I am planning to talk about on Sunday, there's just so much that surrounds us in terms of fear that we have about this passage in terms of not really understanding this passage, all sorts of things that can seem intimidating. It can seem out of date or out of touch with reality. So how could you encourage a young couple or, or our kids and a future spouse in regards to this passage? Um, one thought is that I would encourage my kids to not get hung up on what the other member of their marriage should be doing. In other words, I know it says wives submit to husbands. Um, but I would tell my son, don't you worry about that. You need to love your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, don't, don't get hung up on, on if you're being allowed to make all the calls and things like that. You have your job cut out for you, which is submit to your wife, uh, honor her, cherish her, love her like, Christ loves the church. So don't, don't take, um, I mean, I think often in our society, you know, people read this and say, well, this simply means that the husband should be making the big decisions. And if you're not doing that, then you're not quite doing what you're supposed to be doing as man. Uh, I think that we can easily jump out to that, but I, I would encourage, uh, my kids to stay focused on, um, what this says the most, which is submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, love your wives. And if you're not doing that, you, you can always improve on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of, you know, are, are you, do you have the right roles figured out in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have that all? You doing it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Um, my idea is don't, don't worry about that. Do, do your job and, and your job is, Care each of you submit. Yeah, each of you submit. So what it looks like, um, 
I, you, we've talked about what it looks like in our yeah. family. The, the fact is there are a few decisions that are made that we don't have some input on both of us. Right. And we discuss it. We, we, there are compromises that we have to come to some sure. things we feel more passionately than the other and vice versa. Right. Um, some things we should be making a, a bigger part of the decision because we're more cut out for that decision, whether it's in our mind right. or, you know, what have you. But, uh, the reality is we, if ever there's a decision where we just say, you make the decision, hon, it's usually because it's not a, a topic that, you know, if you're trying to ask me what colors the wall should be painted, <laughs> you know, that's going to be one where I'm like, you, it's all you, you know, <laughs> just, just give me the bucket and I'll paint the wall. Bless you. So, um, I would encourage our kids to, um, kind of buck the, I, I tend to say buck some of the cultural norms and not get hung up on it. However, I do, uh, like the idea of, you know, responsibility and taking responsibility. But I think that applies to both the man and the woman. Yeah. Uh, they have to take responsibility. Right. And, and own that marriage and their kids and, and everything that goes on together. Yeah, that's good. So if I hear you correctly, and even just even filling in some gaps, thinking of all the conversations we've had, you're pointing back to verse 21, which I am planning to do on Sunday, whenever I speak as well, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, to stick to what it says here and not get carried away about something that we've heard implied you know, in Christian right. culture, even right. maybe yeah. about what it really means, because like you said, you're real big on the Soma Bible study method in terms of like stick, stick to the scripture and follow what it says. Yeah. Um, and also just encouraging young couples. Um, yeah, just to mutually respect and submit to each other to make decisions together sometimes you will default to the other one like, yeah, that's not a biggie to me. And I know whenever you say that together you're going to compromise, I don't know if that's the word you use, but you said you're going to, you know, give and take and you're going to figure something out. Of course, the ultimate goal there is pursuing Christ and what Christ has for us. And I mean, there's been so many decisions where, you know, you and I have just prayed so hard about what God wants us to do. And that's hard too sometimes in terms of, um, like if one spouse or the other felt like God was calling them to something. And I think that's when, you know, I remember my friend gave me great advice many, many years ago. Like, Christy, if you think you're hearing that from God, but Ryan truthfully is praying about it and he's not, then I think you just have to be patient and wait until he feels like God's saying this to him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That mm-hmm. like, if it's truly from God, he's going to reveal it to both of us. Yeah. And I think that trying to find that unity together as a couple and then with Christ leading you is so important. Um, I will move on to the next section if you're good with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ephesians six, one through four transitions to talking about, um, the parent and child relationship. And it says, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is a right honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on this earth. Fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Um, I had asked you early on, even a couple months ago, we had a conversation about all of this and I was taking notes on what you were saying because you had some good stuff. And one thing that I wrote down that you said about this passage was, here's what I have in quotes. To love someone is to lead them well. You can't say, I love you. Whatever you do is fine. You have to lead them. And you were talking about children, you know, leading your children. That's part of loving someone. And I know your heart, and I know that when you even say you have to lead your kids, you're saying, you know, 
I mean, a huge part of a Christ follower's point in leading someone, leading your child is to point them to Christ. But I would love to have you kind of talk a little bit about what you meant by all of that in terms of, you know, you can't just flippantly say, I love you. Whatever you do is fine. You've got to be, you know, investing in your kids. You've got to be modeling and showing them the way. Like, what did you mean by that statement? Um, well, I think it's, there are a lot of cases in our world today we know where kids or young people are allowed to make some big decisions and um mm. you know i'm i'm a believer that you know our brains aren't developed that well when we were young and Amen. my brain's still not <laughs> developed all that great but i don't know about that you know it's so i i i think there are as we know um we, we've got to guide our kids we've got to um uh, take that responsibility. We we have to um, own up to that, and it's easy to uh, just say that you you love your kids and and uh, let them go out and and do whatever and uh, let the world tell them whatever. Mm. And so we just got to really watch that. Yeah, that's good. Guard their hearts. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, you know, leading them. You know that that what you said is true. And yet, you know, leading means, you know, praying for them and mm. praying for their spiritual growth and, um, just advocating for them. Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. That last section, um, on slaves is, is from Ephesians six, five through nine. You want to read that? Yes. Slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Okay, very good. Again, I'm going to explain on Sunday what some of the context is here and um, the fact that, you know, the people listening to this, you know, we aren't in a position where we have slaves and masters. And so it kind of sounds comical to say, so we're going to translate that to employers, employees, because you probably feel like a slave at your job. And that's not really the heart behind it, although it's kind of funny to think about. Um, but it is a time whenever you have someone you report to, and then someone who kind of gives you direction. And so through that lens, is there a verse that sticks out or is there an idea that sticks out just that you can apply in the, in the working world? Anything that stands out to you there? Um, and I would say uh, verse 8, um, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. Um, I feel like um, that... That's an approach that I've used in my job. Um, and so that really stuck out to me. Um, That's good. Yeah. As you're looking at, at that verse, 
it's funny you say eight, the verse that, or the part that stuck out to me is I, I've always loved verse seven, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. I think that can be an encouragement when the going gets tough, you know, yes. and you've got to um, maybe put up with a job you don't love, or maybe a supervisor that is a really challenging or coworker is a really challenging person. Um, but try to think of it through the lens as if you're, you're serving God, not necessarily someone else. Um, but there's a lot that, you know, that, can play into that employer and employee or even coworker relationship as well that I think is important. And, um, you know, even applying, you know, that verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I mean, that, that kicks off this whole section. So it applies there. I mean, we're still talking about submitting to other people and that's kind of a radical thing. I don't know that we always think about at work, but it is certainly important. Um, I told you ahead of time that I was going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. And so I'm ready for it. I think real quick, one, one quick thing oh, on that, sure. that we just went over it uh, back on that. Um, the employer relationship. I, I just realized something I forgot, which is, it is true that, you know, you may be working in a place that's challenging and um, maybe you, you butt heads with your boss or you just don't feel uh, great there. And Serving wholeheartedly is if serving for the Lord. You can, I think we can, with the, with the help of God, overcome some of that. In other words, you can, um, by a, the power of God, you can, that relationship can change. Um, but it, it involves you first being humble and working diligently, uh, even though you struggle with what, mm. how you're being led at work. You, you can still, um, over time, um, you know, come through that. So. Yeah, that's really good. Um, okay, your question for me. Um, I don't know. I just thought, I thought it'd be fun for you to put me on well, the spot. I, <laughs> is that yes, weird? Is so, that weird? Sure. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. I, uh, I'm You're looking forward to it. Okay, I'm ready. Your question. Well, because I, in the very beginning, said that my my thoughts on this, it's been very interesting and and have changed and, and learned and things. What has your have your views on Again, going back, especially to 21 through 33, have your views changed in studying this and giving a message on it? Have Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. The answer is yes, for sure. I think even just thinking, have my views changed? I'm going to write down the word views so I can or, or new, not get new. sidetracked on as I talk about this. Because my I go instantly to feelings, of course. That's, you know, what I'm going to go to. Like, I think, yeah, in the beginning I felt fearful of it, which I'm going to talk a lot about on Sunday, um, I have felt challenged by it, by it. I have felt like I don't fully understand it. Um, it's kind of interesting without getting into to the weeds too much with that whole section, especially like you said, the first part about the husband and the wife, there were some thoughts that I had surrounding that, that maybe weren't even biblical, but they were things that I've heard taught maybe even in Christian culture you know, like from other speakers or whatever, just thoughts that kind of have gone along with that. And my thinking has been corrected. And um, yeah, it's, just, it's all been very, very interesting. So it's it's a challenging passage. I, I know as I've prepared for it, I'm like, man, this just feels heavy. I mean, it can feel heavy. Anytime you're thinking about relationships, there can be so much hurt. I mean, we're just human and we're flawed and we're messed up and all the things. And as wonderful as our 26 years have been overall, it's been hard and mm. I'm 
always, I always try to be super transparent with people because I think that sometimes that gives people hope like, oh, we're not the only ones, <laughs> you know? And I think that even a couple weeks ago, there's a real moment of rawness. I was crying and I'm like, why does this have to be so hard? Like you would think after 26 years of marriage, we would finally have this figured out and we were just struggling through some things. And yet the really cool thing, and I guess this is an encouragement, is that literally even in the past couple of weeks, you and I have had growth in our relationship with God and in our relationship with each other. And we've said to each other out loud, like, hmm, something's feeling different. And I feel like God is moving in us. So yes, my views have changed and I could have a a one-on-one conversation with somebody and my feelings about this have changed. But I feel like, um, as we push through any scripture, as we push through any hard time, as we push through anything, we feel like God's laying on our heart, man, he's faithful. And, um, just an encouragement to couples in this area, just keep pursuing Christ, keep pursuing each other. Um, it does feel hard on a lot of days. (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. I'm not always easy to love. Am I? (laughs) <laughs> crickets yeah, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what am I supposed to say? I'm not. No, and I've and gotten, am I. and I've gotten better through the years, but mercy, it's hard. Right. So yeah, to answer your question, my views have changed. I've been challenged. My feelings have changed. It's been a real interesting process. And it, it kind of goes back to even how you started. We'd started by you, um, you know, talking about the Soma method a little bit where you stick to the scripture and you make observations and different things. Um, when you re- I mean, I've had months literally to keep coming back to this passage. And so it's fascinating what God can show you through scripture when you just go through it line by line and word by word. Mm-hmm. So it's so good. Um, Ryan, here in a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you have any closing comments or observations, Mr. Ryan has been so sweet to like take notes ahead of time and kind of gather, gather your thoughts, which I really do appreciate. Um, but I'm going to give you a chance to do that. And while you do that, I am going to say that I'm a big believer in like leaving you guys with some next steps or like I just did some encouragement. And so this may sound goofy, but if you're a song person, a song that we found recently, which is kind of what we find that it was like came out like 10 years ago or something, which is really interesting, but it was by sidewalk prophets and it was called change this heart. We heard it one day driving down the road on Spotify and we both were like, man, that's a neat song. It's a pretty song. Like it's literally just a beautiful song, but it's called change this heart. So it kind of gives you an idea of what it's talking about. So if you struggle with anything that we've talked about and you're a music person, listen to that song and see if God wants to speak to you through it. Um, some other practical next steps. One would be to get some accountability. I'm real big on, you know, whether that's someone you can confide in, um, a pastor, elder, staff member at the church, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a counselor, but I'm a big believer in getting some accountability in life and, um, and somebody to walk alongside you. Maybe that's a life coach. There's just so many avenues that I don't think people take advantage of as often as they probably should. If you're a person who likes to listen to podcasts, a couple of my favorites, and they definitely talk about relationships all the time, are um, Focus on the Family and Family Life Today. Those are a couple podcasts I love. Um, Then this is just a thought kind of to leave you with. Um, It's been important for me to recognize as I think about relationships, and I have to remind myself of this, that it's not me versus the person. So like, Brian, if it's a husband-wife relationship, I've many times had to remind myself, it's not me versus you. It's us versus the enemy. 
and we know that. I mean, like we see that in our marriage. We're like, okay, what are we thinking? We know that this is an attack from the enemy and we've got to get together on the right side. And as Christ followers, we have that authority to fight against that and to take the name of, you know, to speak the name of Jesus and to take captive those those strongholds that Satan's trying to put on us. And that can apply to kids and parents. It can apply to spouse. It can apply to friends. It can apply to any relationship. And then another next step would be, um, I mentioned, and I didn't ask for permission ahead of time, but I don't think you care. You didn't give me a dirty look or anything that, uh, even a couple weeks ago, we were just like, Oh, good grief. We've got some stuff we still need to talk through. And that, you know, I say that, as if I'm surprised. I mean, the truth is we're human. We're always going to have things, but you created, which was a little bit out of character for you. If I can just be honest, you created some questions and said, I think it would be helpful if we touch base and ask these questions on a regular basis. And, uh, through a mishap at work with, uh, cyber attack, <laughs> cyber attack which is a whole nother story. You lost some notes on, on your phone and whatnot. Um, but I also, I mean, you created them. So do, can you think of a few of those questions? So we're still talking about next steps and they could actually just like write down what you say, hit pause and then play and like, you know, they could record. Can you think of two or three or four of those questions that you had written down that you thought would be valuable for us to ask each other in thinking about the husband and wife relationship? Yeah. For example, one of them was something like, what do we need more of this week? Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be, what do you need more of for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when you said was what this week is drawing us apart, yeah, which what, I thought was huge to recognize. What could draw us apart or what has the potential, as we said, or, um, yeah, what, what can draw us apart? Like what's coming up <clears throat> this week or sure, what's going what's on in life? Yes. What's going on? Another, the flip side then, what, what could draw us together? Yeah. What's um, happening the, right now? And a lot of these are maybe the same way of ans- asking a similar uh, question. I don't know. I but thought they were good. There's lots of different angles. And I just, you know, listed those. We've probably seen questions like that in books and sure. things. So anyway, it was, again, it's an example of it's out of the ordinary for me, but per the scripture, I'm supposed to love my wife. And I know that, you know, coming up with a list of questions that would help our marriage is something that I should probably do in other words it was a good move you know know, step up to the plate and i'm smiling real big because some people who know me will think she put him up to it and i didn't put you up to it i made a list number one which (laughs) you you love me for that so yeah it's good yeah okay so to wrap up um any anything that we that you had jotted down but we just didn't get i didn't ask or we didn't have the opportunity to say I would say, uh, as you said earlier, encourage people. So encourage, if, if you're out there and you're a guy, I guess, I guess I'm speaking to guys, or, or husbands and gals or guys, because they both have a responsibility here, right? But if you, um, you may be on the side of kind of a, a, a dominant type personality and you're thinking, you know, I, I, whether, whatever your personality may be, and how you view the idea of, of this, this word submit and leadership. However you view it, one, uh, stick to, the, to what God wants of us from this. Don't, um, yeah, we, we already talked about that, so I won't beat, beat that into the ground. But um, I would encourage you, though, that if you're feeling 
maybe challenged by this. Maybe you're not meeting, you know, living up to this. Maybe there's, you really struggle with this, whatever. Don't get, don't start wringing your hands over it. Seek God, pray, get help. Um, if we, if we draw near to God and read scripture, pray, uh, get help, he will reveal things to us. Mm-hmm. And so if your marriage is struggling and, or, or what I have you, some relationships are struggling, you know, you, you can do what it says here. Um, we can get better at it and better at it, but you've got to stick to reading the scripture and, um, really, yeah, just pressing, I, I, pressing into God, pressing in. And I just wanted to encourage people that it's not, it's not too late. It's never too late. Mm, and you are good. able to do this uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. I love it. That's so good. Um, one last thing, and this kind of goes with next steps. We heard Brant Hansen, which interestingly is Darren's brother, and Darren has interviewed his brother on um, this podcast multiple times, I do believe, over some various, you know, a variety of books he's written. I also heard him last week, I believe, on Focus on the Family, and he wrote a book called The Men We Need, and I know that that kind of resonated with you in terms of even what we were studying here. Can you just give like a quick one to two sentence you know, statement about that. That book encouraged men to, um, uh, I, I think the key was we don't all have to be uh, manly men who climb mountains and, Macho uh, men. Uh, you know, uh, hunt uh, animals. And so uh, he encouraged us that to, to look, look at what God needs from us and what our, our spouse and our family needs from us. And he mentioned things like, you know, protect your family. Um, the keeper of your family. The keeper of your family. Be uh, diligent about, you know, and not just physical protection, but spiritual. And so I would encourage guys on that. But, I mean, at the same time, I encourage, I would encourage women to also yeah. think of the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, <clears throat> Whenever I told Darren, I said, hey, on the way to work, I heard your brother on Focus on the Family, which was pretty cool. And um, we, we talked about it a little bit. And he said, yeah, that actually, you know, he firmly encourages, you know, his brother firmly encourages women to read that book as well, even mm-hmm. though it's called The yeah. Men We Need. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's really, really good. It's good. Could you close us out by praying, please? I certainly can. Father God, we are thankful for what you've given us here in your word we are thankful for all of it god all of your word that you've um, handed over to us and um, we pray that we can continue learning from it we pray that people um, they learn something from this scripture these passages here Uh, we pray that um, individuals can grow that they can grow near to you and, and understand this they can wrap their head around this god what you are asking and what you are rather stating here uh, so we pray that it helps marriages, and we pray that it helps families. We pray for um, anyone who's listening, and and uh, that uh, they would be impacted uh, by your word. Uh, their minds would be open, their hearts would be open, and they would uh, not be afraid of the scripture, God. That they would get uh, find find peace from you, and uh, move on, and and not be afraid to read something, work on it, uh, admit things, admit failures, 
and, uh, and know that you're going to help them, uh, to, to, to move. So, um, God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity here at New Hope. I pray for New Hope's ministry and all that's uh, happening. Um, yeah. And so it's all this that I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Da-da-da-da-da-da.